The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's a big voice, Gary, which means I'm back with my main man, Jacob Padilla. We've got another week of Nebraska preps post game. Listen, it's stressful for everybody. I mean, JP covers Nebraska sports from top to bottom. He's well versed in high school, which is why he's my partner. The owner of his NBA basketball team is continuing to make news. Let's not talk about that one. That is so anti the good guy JP, right? Like I finally feel like as a as a as a resident sports fan and a guy that knows a lot about a lot, I don't know if you've ever had to cheer for somebody because he's part of your team that you don't really like, but see the thing welcome is, to my world see, as a is, Lakers fan. The Suns have been uh, have hated Robert Sarver basically the entire time he's owned the team. Yep. So now we just have even more reason to do so. And hopefully this will lead to him getting pushed out somehow. Eventually there will hopefully be enough pressure from sponsors and players and everything to do something there. But uh, yeah, well, not, not great. When you first heard the suspension and the fine, were you like, yeah, that's right. Or uh, no. like, what was your knee jerk? Uh, not surprised, but disappointed. Okay. Um, okay. Because I, I mean, I, I understood like it's Adam Silver works for the owners and the owners don't want to set that precedent. Like there were some extenuating circumstances with the Donald Sterling thing that led to him getting pushed out that don't exist in this case. Um, and again, like the owners are going to take care of their own. They're not going to set a precedent that could uh, come back to, to bite them. So it's, it is what it is. Ho- hopefully uh, um, we'll, we'll see again, more pressure and the situation becomes untenable at some point, but, Wow, uh, nice we'll word. <laughs> wow, I see, you know, somebody I finally don't have to feel like, you know, because people make fun of me for my vocabulary. <laughs> I try to tell people it's not, you, you don't try, you just say whatever it yeah. is that, how you're used to talking, right? And, Read a lot of books growing up, so picked up a few things. <laughs> I don't know what my excuse is. I'm going to blame my dad because I didn't read for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I take that back. I did like a lot of kids' books. The BFG, James and the Giant Peach. White Mountain, you know, things like that. Yeah. A, a, um, a Wrinkle in Time. Well, there you go. That's a, a little, yeah, I'm, a little I'm, bit more I'm, cultured. I'm, I'm trying, JP. I'm trying. As we, We're here for another week, I and think. It's back, uh, starting on our new day, Monday, we're going to stick with this. Yeah. Do we like, do you find folks like Mondays? We can do Mondays. Do you like Mondays? It, it's a little It's a little closer to the action. We're not talking about stuff that's so old. And in last week's case, we we're... Uh, we had to recap the previous week on the day that the new week was starting. So that's not ideal. And 
but we kind of have to uh, bounce back and forth and balance things out based on uh, what the, the two of us have going on outside this and where we can get uh, studio time. And with uh, some changes going on down in Lincoln for the rest of the season, suddenly Monday becomes the open day. So now we can kind of react a little bit sooner to uh, what happened. Generally speaking, and you can pick the class from, you know, Aurora to, to Pierce doing what they do. And how about how we pegged that in a high scoring shootout, right? Like that was like a pinball game uh, to class A. Were there any what you'd say, aha, surprises where you're like, oh, that's interesting. That's not exactly like I thought it was going to go. I, I mean, probably the I mean, the most surprising result, I think, was the the belt the carney upset over bellevue west and not shocked because we've seen carney do it before and obviously bellevue west is um in a tough spot now they lost some guys on on that offensive line they're they're pretty banged up um but i I think just to see them i mean again carney's off to a great start and they're a good team got a great coach so it's not shocking but i think it was surprising to see bellevue west go down you figure coming off that loss last week is this going to be a case where Westside beats them twice, or do they come in fired up to, to get back on track? And um, they, they weren't able to get it done. 35-34 loss at home to the Carney Bearcats. Yeah, and I was trying to go back, and I probably should have done a better job being a historian. I don't think Coach Huffman has lost two games before October 1st since he's been off of Highway 75. Wow. I just... Let's just stop for a minute and appreciate consistency. Yeah. In his coaching tenure, I don't believe he's lost two games before October 1st in his tenure at Bellevue West. Yeah, that's how many other programs can say that because we've seen different teams be really good over the last few years right? and it's take dips and dips. Unbelievable consistency. And, and I'm sure if I'm him, I'm thinking, Okay, that's fine. You know, yeah. I've, I've become my own benchmark, which is what I think most people strive to do, right? You you want to become the the benchmark for what all other things are compared to. And, and shoot, I mean, but then on the other hand, there, there's Coach Cool. Yeah. Just yeah. continue. There's something about him that embraces getting on that interstate. I don't know if it's Feynman Field in general. I mean, <laughs> He just embraces the role of not one guy is going to make that all get off the bus team. And yeah. they just continue to, they just continue to rack up wins down 28, 14 rallied to, to yeah, win easy it to go end. away. Right. Yeah. 21 points in the fourth quarter blocked the extra point that ended up being the difference in the game. Um, but again, just look at the box score: 12 penalties for 91 yards for Bellevue West. Again, another problem that was huge in the West Side game, except West Side kind of gave it back. Um, Carney, more discipline, four penalties, 20 yards. Um, and I mean, 340 yards for Daniel Kalen, two touchdowns. Uh, Gio Contreras, over 100 on the ground. They moved the ball, but again, couldn't get stops in the fourth. Um, and um, Traven Beckman, 329 yards on just 13 completions. Uh, the difference was long touchdowns uh ws just had some busts when you can't afford it carter lee 79 yard touchdown uh xander ruling a 69 yard touchdown. i believe that was the go-ahead oh, score. T- yeah, that was uh it. um compston 76 yard touchdown so like those i mean you can't be giving up 
three three scores of 60 plus yards in a game like that's exactly how you get yourself beat and and here's the interesting thing if you're Bellevue West that's the second uh double digit lead that you've blown actually it's the third double digit lead that you've blown but the second that resulted in a loss since you've started the season they're up 21-7 against prep prep drew back even they were up against us Ended up losing that game in the second half, up two scores against Carney, and ended up losing that game. So it's kind of weird. If you're Coach Huffman and you're kind of looking into your crystal ball to predict the future, you know what it takes to start fast and get out ahead. Are you, are you built for what comes with, with how that game has to play on in terms of whether it's it's not salting clock, but basically it's can you how do you play from ahead? Well, and it's possessing the ball too. They had four fumbles lost. Yeah, and, and, a, and a lot 11, more. Yeah. Eleven total. I was going to say a lot more that they didn't. Eleven lose. total balls on the ground. They lost four plus a couple of interceptions. And you look at it in like the yeah the the interceptions kind of offset there. Carney had one too, but yeah, four fumbles lost, and it's by your, all of your best playmakers. Four fumbles lost by four wide receivers. Um, so like that's. That's exactly how you give away a game, how you let a team get back into it is by not possessing the ball after you get the lead. Um, so that the penalties, it's just there's a, a lot of stuff that Bellevue West has to clean up. I'm sure I got Huffman, like you said, two losses, first time ever, probably disappointed at this point. But um, if they can get, I mean, figure some things out like health wise with some of the guys that they've lost and um, get guys a little bit healthier, they just got to clean a lot up. They've got to play much cleaner football. And they still got the talent. Like if they can do that by the end of the season, they still very much have a chance to make a run. But that stuff is going to get you beat against the good teams. You cannot make a uh, deep tournament run with you know, with turnovers with penalties consistently. Yeah, we and not to hey, why did you guys start with Bellevue West Carney? Well, I asked JP what his surprise of the week was. We typically like to go in order. I mean, we can go anywhere. You want to go up. class? A? We, we you want to go back to class A or class huh? B? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We'll keep going with the class A here because uh, coming off that loss to Bellevue West and then Westside coming off the game last week. 
uh, we were both uh, over there at Buell uh, on Friday. I just kind of checking out the game uh, from the stands this time instead of uh, roaming do, the sidelines. Do you like it's, that? Yeah, it's the first time I think I've ever done it. Uh, but I, I was like, uh, I, I went there with uh, our good buddy, Robbie Lula. So just like, eh, I'll, I'll just kind of relax. this on not necessarily uh, do what I normally do. Still got a chance to tweet out some highlights and keep the score updates, but sat back a little bit. Is that fun when you, because I've, I'm with you. I've seen over the last handful of years, we're in, in the same place a ton. When you're working, Twitter is not your friend. You'll wait. You'll either catch halftime, a timeout, or after the game. Do you mind kind of the live tweeting? Well, so my process, uh, I'm down there on the sideline trying to follow the ball as best as I can. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a play-by-play in my little notebook. Of course. Uh, to, so that I can <laughs> never know, like, Box scores, like not official, but it's um, never know when uh, might be able to see some stats from from schools. I get it. Um, so I got to try to keep something to to do my own writing afterward, and um, and I I kind of do five thoughts stories instead of like straight gamers, but I, I get a little bit more in depth with it. I don't like just like like oh this kid made a good play, so I'm going to write about how he's an explosive player. I try to have a little bit more substance to it. So um, I, I like keeping the play by play there so I can track all that stuff. And so I'm trying to keep the play by play. Then I'm tweeting out after every touchdown, trying to uh, squeeze in a, a tweet here and there. If there's another play that uh, I feel like highlighting. Um, so yeah, it's kind of stressful. It's kind of a, you got, you got the break at halftime. Otherwise it's just kind of straight go, 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 go the whole game. So, um, but yeah, got, got to relax on uh, Friday and ended up seeing a pretty competitive game. Uh, credit to Millard North. That was a 35-23 win for Westside. You guys ended up pulling away in the stretch in the end, but Millard North executed this game plan pretty well. Uh, possessed the ball. I think what you said, uh, Westside only had 15, 15 plays. Off- yeah. 15 offensive plays in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to uh, keep the, the point total down for an explosive team. Just don't let them touch the ball. And, yeah, and I think we went down, we were down at the half 16-7, right? Yeah. So it's interesting in watching this game, and, and this is the advantage to coaching versus kind of just watching when you see plays or you read stats and you'll say hey evans you know long run or 16 14 they did you guys did get that score right before okay, half, but okay. they were up 60 you were up they're down 16, 16 to seven. 7 yeah that just lets you know i yeah. try not to score much yeah so but i did tell the guys you know at at the half and talking to the defense when we rally say hey, listen we're going to get a stop uh we're, or we're going to take the ball we're, we're going to score we're going to get a stop and it'll be game on because i thought that my thought was with the rest of our defensive coaches that Millard North would be done scoring, but I just didn't, I felt like we had made some in game adjustments that were going to neutralize the quarterback run game, but it's very interesting. And this is a critical piece kind of like for fans watching. I think it's easy to say, Oh man, you know, you know, the quarterback run game, you know, Westside just can't stop the quarterback run game or whatever team it is. You, you just insert the kind of the easy narrative for how the game is unfolding. Oh, you know, Chris Paul getting any spot on the floor he wants to, right? When there's probably a method to the yeah. madness on why that's happening. So we felt going in, we're like, okay, you know, we're, we're we could be a little bit vulnerable in C gap, which, you know, if you if you count spaces, guard, center, or center guard tackle, just right there in the inside shoulder of the tackle, there's a way that we want to play defense. And I said, okay, hey, our outside linebackers, you, this is how you have to play it. We try to get five to dive. So five in the box are on dive. If the quarterback keeps in midline, you're going to be late to get there 
but you have to squeeze the hole, restrict his lane. Well, the two times we didn't do it, they creased us, and they didn't just crease us for a five, six-yard gain. They were huge. Yeah. Evan Hansen had about three huge gains. Um, Like you said, just – Managed to, to and squeeze he did it through in there about and, six carries, yeah, yeah, right? So yeah. he was easily over 100 yards in the quarterback and he, run game. But and, and he kept the ball a ton during the game. But he did the bulk of his work on three runs in about a six run span in the yeah. first and second quarter. Yeah. So immediately we talk upstairs. I talked to our coach Rotino, Coach Queen, who's putting together our defense, and it's like, hey, we need to get instead of five to dive, we got to roll the dice. Let's get one more on the quarterback. Stop putting so much pressure to. Res- to restrict the C gap. And all of a sudden we started to shut them down. So those are the things that I like doing when we coach that actually matter when you're starting to see the outcomes. It's like, you know, you may say, Hey, instead of hedging on the ball screen, play underneath, he can't make it, force him to shoot, stop dribble, drive penetration. Like those are things that happen real time that are maybe outside the scouting report, or maybe a guy gets hot and you have to kind of adjust how you normally would play it. Those are the kinds of things that I like coaching. Yeah. And on the same time, you have to, it's a decision you have to make within the game. Like, all right, how much do we rely on what we came in scouting? Like, do we abandon the oh, game plan or do we stick with the Beautiful call. So the but three. You our, can't let them kill you at the same time either. You can't let them keep doing the same thing. So it's, it's, it's a fine, like as coaching, those are hard decisions to make. The, the three best players we thought coming in on offense, 22, 8, 24. Who ended up dealing us fits? 12. 12, yeah. <laughs> right? Because. We didn't think two, who's Quaintance, who's yeah. a fa- listen. How would you like to have that frame? Yeah, six he, four. He looks like a million bucks. He and his brother, they are fantastic yeah. high school players. And he's been out, right? And they yeah. kind of he's got a bad shoulder. Yeah, working him back in out at receiver um, this week. They kind of subbing him in and out there again. Chances try to, uh, like you said, use that big frame. Um, so good to see him back out there. Um, even though, um, like you said, he did. Didn't uh, he wasn't able to to make a huge impact in the game, but again, first step you got to get back on the field before you can get back to one hundred percent. Impressive how hard Miller North plays, yeah. isn't it? Well, and they, they made they, you guys earn it early they, on. Like, they, they they play hard. You, I mean, I can hear warm ups, and I know I you can you can tell fake toughness from guys really believing. There at no point when before that ball kick did Miller North not think that they were going to win that game. Well, and you talked about how young they were early on in the season, and this is my first chance seeing them yeah. and seeing that. That's why I called ro- them interesting. Yeah. Seeing the roster and looking at 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. He started 10 sophomores. <laughs> yeah. Friday. He started 10 sophomores yeah. Friday. Yeah. It was and seven on defense. <laughs> yeah. So look out for them. They've got a chance to end some of those. You mentioned 24, Pierce Mooberry, who um, went up and made some really nice contested catches up in the Still air. Still don't think he caught that ball along the <laughs> sidelines late, but that's okay because it was along their sidelines. Yeah. Plus, I love the family, so it's like, hey, man, if he got it, he got yeah. it. Just don't have it being a loss. Yeah. I get the video. It's, it's pretty close, uh, but great job going up and tacking the ball and giving the rest yeah. a chance to give him the call. Um, Such a nice kid, too. <laughs> And again, we talked about they use them all over the place. Um, and Evan or Colin Bogots, the, the kind of the fullback part of that, that yeah, option running game. He is a the big boy. He, you know what? And he's underappreciated. Good hands, too, on that little pop pass. They're out of the, fantastic. Yeah. They're running the boot. He, like, I like him a ton. Yeah. He's, he's a really good player. And it's just one of those guys that's kind of going along his deal playing high school that 
flies under the radar because he doesn't get the star power, the the name, the the recognition. But like I said, you know, in the scouting report, 22, 8, 24, yeah. 22, 8, 24. And 22, he's, he's way good. You yeah. know, they, they, the fullback dive, the give. I mean, some of the little nuances that they yeah. do on offense. I know for the fan base, when you're not winning, it's hard to appreciate having to defend it. Yeah. It's a mother. Well, and there's some great punts in that game too. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we mentioned 16 that, that uh, North North had in the first half. That's because of safety. Yeah. Uh, had a punt that they downed inside the one. Or I lost my <laughs> mind talking to Keenan Cotton saying, don't <laughs> let – could you hear me? Don't <laughs> I, I, let it yeah. hit the ground. Don't yeah. let it roll. And then a false start on first down on top of it. So now you're from the half yard line yep. and they just shot right through. And, Bang. They, and they bring they pressure. Them. Yeah. They're, they're pretty good at, you know who I like, and I'm going to butcher his name. I like their rush in. Um, He's wearing 11. Is it, is it, is it gooey? Yeah. Gooey tip. I, I don't know how to say it. I haven't seen it, but G O O Y. He's got some yeah. tools. He's long. Six, <laughs> yeah. And he was pretty good getting after the passer. I, that's why I said in the yeah. beginning of the season, that's a team that interests me because they have good young talent. Yeah. And so that that West Side, you guys came out third quarter, 14 nothing in the third, kind of took control there. Um, so you're up 28-16 going in the fourth quarter. Then North North did make it interesting for a moment. that They got another touchdown there, finally got on the board, cut it to a one-score game. Got a chance to get a turnover there. Um, had hands on an interception chance. They bring it down. You're near midfield. Got a chance to go down and tie the game. Uh, weren't able to, um, to to take to capitalize on that. Did force the punt, but then as uh, they're trying to march it back down the field, fumble. Just the mesh point. Uh, mis- uh, just mishandling between uh, quarterback and the back. Uh, Westside recovers, and then Anthony Rizak does Anthony Rizak things with yeah, long we, touchdown. We, and to we need to kind of put it away. Win ugly. We're one of those teams. Full disclosure. Sometimes I think we think we're better than we really yeah. are, and we're kind of a pretty team. So we're we're now learning how to win ugly when it doesn't quite fit what we want to do, which will serve us well in the long run. Because the next team that we're getting ready to talk about uh, in Gretna. Yeah, I was also there on Thursday. So hey. Double dip to Buell this week. How scary are they, though? And I understand the injury situation. And this isn't me. You know I've been in on Gretna since, I mean, the Coach Feekin days with basketball. I I respect the community. We've been playing against these guys forever. How dangerous are they that they are now – this isn't – before it was, you know, Zane Flores and the screen game and, you know, they mask what's going on up front and they spread you out. So, uh, that is a tough physical football team. They're good on both sides, the O-line, the D-line. They're getting guys to step up without Joe Roll. Like this team is pretty scary because they're winning ugly. Yeah. And you mentioned that the injury situation for, for Millard South. Uh I'm gonna say Cam Cozil uh, uh playing baseball. Brock Murtaugh started uh against Elkhorn South. He's injured now, so they 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 started. They gave a couple of upperclassmen chances, um, and they really struggled. So midway through the second quarter, they threw in a freshman, Jet Tomala, and he got off to a really rough start. Was uh, five completed five of his first ten pass or ten five of his first fifteen passes had an interception at the end of that. 
But from that point on, he settled in. And in two and a half quarters, he attempted 46 passes because they just couldn't get anything going on the ground against that Gretna front. And he really settled in, ended up 25 for 46 for 259 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Had a really good, it was 14 for 21 in the second half, making some good throws. Um, uh, Austin Trotter went up and had two just awesome catches, one over the top of the defender um, for, for one. And then another had a long touchdown where he went up and won it and then uh, ran away from uh, the, his defender and got the score. So um, I was really impressed with Tomala and the way that he settled in as game one. And it was pretty windy that night. Like that yeah. was not easy conditions to throw. And even Flores um, kind of had a subpar day for his for, for Zane. For, for again, another, 70% another, completion. Another guy that's his own benchmark. He's, he's as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh, 15 for 24. Uh, again, 62 and a half completion is a bad day at the office for a guy like that. who was complete almost 80% of his passes coming in, but, uh, but 159 yards, three touchdowns. <laughs> like he's still, and, Gretna took advantage of the situation right away off the bat. They forced a three and out uh, punt into the wind and uh, ended up being a short punt. They went down short field touchdown, then uh, a three and out force a punt blocked a punt, another short field. They go down and score off of that. I mean, by the time Tomala got, even got in the game is 28, nothing. So at that point, like game's over, but essentially you're like, you're not, not getting back into that, but I was impressed with Tomala showed, but yeah, Gretna um, just, a lot of talent all over the field on both sides of the ball. So I think, so here's the thing. This is kind of where I am with Gretna. I think we talk a lot about the individual good players, right? We we talked about Marshall and they, they had a, they had a, a pair of great outside receivers. And then um, you have individual good players like Flores and roll and Demma and, and, and uh, Colin Sims. And, and these guys are really, really good. You know where they don't get enough credit, and and I and I saw this firsthand watching this offensive staff. That coaching staff is amongst the best in the state. I, there's no question in my mind that when it comes to preparation and getting your kids to buy in and believe, they're among the elite in the state. I, there's no other way to. There's there's no other way to really say it. I mean, this is this is an elite level coaching staff. I think their rise over the last handful of years uh, kind of reflects that, right? And obviously, what they're uh, able to do last year uh, and what they look like now. Attention to detail, yeah. their game plans, the buy-in. It's because what happens is, and 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 this is a different way to think about it. Sometimes when you're known or notorious for being a grinder or or making the most out of not what everybody else has. Sometimes there's a little learning period when you start getting really good talent. It's like, oh, do I coach it the same? Is it different? Brady Hoke's a good example, right? Like Brady Hoke appeared to be a guy that didn't enjoy coaching four and five star guys. He was used to to grading and to grinding. And on a similar level, Coach Kale and that staff, they have embraced the expectations. They've met it head on. I, I, I'm telling you, there's only a few staffs that I would put on the same shelf. When it comes to like true game preparation, there, there's only a few peers for them. Yeah, they have made a nice adjustment into handling being the hunted too. 
And we talked about Isaiah Weber big week last week. Uh, stepped it up even more. Um, 20 carries for 194 yards and two touchdowns. Would you let him and Dema get off the bus first <laughs> yeah. at the same time? <laughs> let, yeah. If I'm great, yeah. I, let, I let those two guys get off the bus yeah. first. Well, and he uh, four catches for 49 yards on top of that. So, like, that's pretty darn good day at the office. And it's he's not the same kind of player as Mick Huber. He's not going to hammer you between the tackles the same way that Huber did. But, man, they're really good at getting him to the edge, and he's got some speed to burn. Yeah, he does. They run that on that little jet motion there uh, out of the backfield and uh, get him going to that edge. And then um, it's a foot race. And, um, again, good hands, uh, whether it's screen game or just kind of getting downfield. So, um, yeah, Gretna very much uh, looks the part of reigning champs right now, 4-0 start to the season. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's face it. People have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com 49 26 win um so yeah you, you ready to move the number three team elkhorn south as we got to kind of go wrap yeah we got to get going here <laughs> um you ready to move them up or still about what you think with elkhorn south yeah i think this week was a 49 7 win over Vermont central i'm not gonna learn anything from that i know uh i believe so, cole boward was close to a school record for touchdowns and got pulled because they had, won't had be tested combat. until hey That's, they may not be tested until the end of the season with omaha north yeah so we'll see what happens with grand island but they may not be tested until the end of the season yeah uh grand island back in the top 10 after a 27 14 win uh over lincoln high uh at lincoln high uh, on friday and have given norfolk their only loss who we play this week at three and one i I told you this last week. I think you maybe thought I was kidding. Grand Island's better than they looked against us. Yeah, and I think they're starting to figure some things out with the new pieces from from last year. I've got stepping out. They ran the ball all over the field uh, against Lincoln High. Um, so three and one start for Grand Island. Uh, again, the only loss to, to the number one team in the state. So not bad there. Omaha North forty two ten over Benson. Uh, again, really, another one really where... silenced some of the whispers about. 
potential transitioning of power where kids may or yes. may not want to go to school. North firmly establishing that they're still the school. Yeah, and they'll get the central on Thursday as well. So, um, Carney, uh, we, we mentioned already the 35-34 uh, win over Bell West, vaulting them into the top five after a 4-0 start. Traven Beckman, again, uh, making some big plays quarterback and then finding a way to get it done for Coach Cool. Um, and, then the, and then the best two and three team in the state. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, there's zero question. The best two and three team in the state, they're over there off of Western Street. Yeah, and that, that was a, I mean, that was a close game for a bit. And then Prep was like, all right, game over. Um, Marty Brown, 25 carries for 150 yards, two touchdowns. Um, they, they're still, Can Prep afford to play four quarterbacks? <laughs> I, they're still struggling. I mean, uh, Donaldson attempted more passes than Stessman, but they both threw the, they both gave the ball away. Um, Ezra Vedral, 35 yards on five carries. So they're kind of still continuing to, to mix that there. So that's, again, the question for a postseason run who, for who are Bellevue they? Wet or for Creighton Prep. Can they get steady? I mean, you don't need 200 yards a game out of the quarterback, but you got to have steady play. You got to complete passes. You got to not turn the ball over. So that's, kind of the question that prep has to answer the rest of the season. Cause you feel good about that line. You feel good uh, on both sides of the ball. You feel good about Marty Brown, obviously um, you just need to get consistent play there to, to feel the complete team. Talk about Miller North. They're there at number eight, uh, even after the loss, good showing in that uh, Papio South at nine after a 51, 14. I was talking with Sharpie as I was watching the, the replay of the broadcast Burke gets out 14 14 nothing, nothing in the first quarter running wildcat it, it it appears to catch Papio South off guard and and then all of a sudden 51 unanswered yeah that's that, that's rough um Devin Jones 16 carries 151 yards two touchdowns um also had a 30 yard receiving touchdown which they don't really throw him the ball that much so uh, I, I would he's a good athlete yeah you've seen uh, him hoop too he's yeah. got deceptively good hands for a big what I call a big guy yeah Good quarterback play. Um, Schuler, 204 yards, three touchdowns. Um, they got almost 100 yards out of their, their other running back, Iwan Connor. So, um, yeah, Papio South uh, kind of ride the ship after the Elkhorn South loss. Okay, so let's let's stop real quick right there. We're going to have to get a little extra time on the pod. So Papio South has beat North Platte, Fremont, Papillion, La Vista. They lost to Elkhorn South. They beat Burke. Yeah. Is that the team in the top ten you feel like you know the least about? Yeah, because they're kind of the, yeah. the, the variety of a, the, the difference in opponents they played. The one, what I would say, contender that they played, they did not show yeah. well against at all. But they do beat programs that they should beat. So there's something to be said for that. And that preparing the Vista loss looked a little bit better after the Monarchs. We talked about Lincoln Southwest, yeah, Southwest. coming off the big win. 35-21, Papio over Lincoln Southwest. So um, that's... Not what you want to see if you're down in Lincoln, um, but uh, so yeah, Papio South. They're kind of like to see them against them. They were North so, or Carney so, or so North. they get Omaha South this week, and then they get Gretna. See, 126, I think, combined points between Omaha South and South Sioux City yeah, up there. Good to that was see a late night game up there too. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of pinball. Yeah. Um, a lot so of pinball. yeah, so we'll see Papio South. They, um, I mean, they've got some talent there. Can We'll see if they get another shot to, to kind of put themselves back more on the map. Um, Class B, quickly, uh, we got to run through this a little bit. We, we talked about the big showdown in uh, in B and gross. Yeah, not, not much of one no, at all. I, I, just, I, can, I was torn. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I, at I, least you texted me kind of giving uh, you a nudge. I was like, uh, 
do I want to go? I, I just watched gross last week. Do I really want to make the, the what 70 minute round trip um, out to, to Blair to watch this and uh, glad I did not. I got a much better game over there at Buell on Friday, but um, yeah. Hey, how good are they up front? O-line, D-line. Yeah. And they must- I, I joked with you at, at, at Sauter's media days, the two guys that gross brought, yeah. and I don't know if they want me to call them by name. They listen, they more than looked the part. They are well coached up front on the O-line and D-line. They got after suck up pretty good. Yeah. And I, I was, Again, I was impressed with kind of their all-around game uh, against Elkhorn the previous week. Um, and obviously, Jake Garcia running back. Um, uh, Kobe Duncan at quarterback. They didn't ask him to do a ton in that Elkhorn game, but um, I thought he made some nice plays. They've got uh, some good receivers that also play both ways. That's You look at that team, almost everybody plays both ways, yep. um, which is impressive. They don't have a huge roster. Um, they've got their best athletes going both ways all game long. So it's impressive to to be able to do that. And, and still, again, 34-7 win over against what we think is a pretty good Blair team. Um, that, yeah, bo- suck up 19-32, 177 yards. So I kept them under 60% completion, only one score and one turnover. So that's, um, I mean, that, that's what you want to see. They gave up 100 yards to Brock Templar. But again, seven points. That's it. Like. Bend, but don't break. Tough to score on those folks. After 14 against Elkhorn. So that's 21 points against two top five teams in back-to-back weeks uh, for this gross defense. And even I can do that math. That's 10.5 a game. That'll get that'll get her done. Yeah, that'll give you a chance to win. So we were like, ah, when they got booted, uh, bumped up to one, you're like, ah, there's some coaching shenanigans going on there. They very much look like they belong right up there with Bennington. Who, and no disrespect yeah. to Isaac Connor and Colvert and I mean, they've got some fellas over there at Bennington, and it's, I mean, it's setting up for a little bit of a collision course. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Thirty-five uh, nothing win for for Bennington over Pius, and credit to Pius, they held Bennington to seventeen rushing yards on sixteen carries, according to the box score. From what I'm looking at, only gave up 132 yards passing to to Trey Bird, but. Uh, four interceptions. That's like we said with the Bellevue West game. You can't give the ball away against a good team and expect to to have a chance to win. So. Not with not with Lordson and Lynn and 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 Heineman on def- defense like that. That is a that's a again another staff that would probably keep you up at night a little bit in terms of preparation. Bennington does a really good job. Yeah. So um, thirty five nothing. So Bennington four zero as well. You got one one and two up there. Take your pick either way. Um, Scott's bluff. This I I. For a bit, I considered making the drive out to York. But I was like, nah. Uh, You're I'm, going to at some point because I know you like to just get out and uh, go see. I, I've done the drive before for basketball, so it's uh, <laughs> there are worse ones. But 2017, Scott's Bluff uh, beat York. Uh, held on. York tried to make it interesting late with a long touchdown. Um, impressive showing from York, um, who held uh, both – Sebastian Boyle and Braden Stoll under four yards of carry on the ground. Like that's not easy, uh, but stole seven to ten passing for 155 yards and two touchdowns, uh, 22 a, a pop on uh, passing there, um, and they, they made some some big plays to hold on to that. But that was a good showing for York. Garrett Ivy 123 yards receiving and a touchdown um, from quarterback Ryan Sievers, uh, who uh, m- most of his yards came uh, went to uh, Ivy. So. York uh, is two and two now, still in the top 10. One of, one, one of uh, three teams in the top 10 in Class B with two losses. Two of the three 
have won state championships in the last nine years. So that's that just goes to show you that the depth in the town in Class B is tough. Yeah. Elkhorn 34-13 over Scott. Uh, Scott's got some things figured out now. They get this week off to get back in the lab. Uh, and supposed to play Buena Vista, yeah. uh, I believe. So uh, they go to buy this week, get the forfeit win. Uh, and Elkhorn again riding the ship after that that gross loss, 34 points, three and one off the start now. And, and Waverly 42 nothing over Norris, um, kind of making a statement there, like, hey, we're still here. 177 yards rushing for Evan Kastens. Um, so they didn't even need Trey Jackson to put the ball in the air very much. Only 13 pass attempts. Um, really impressive showing, but by, by Waverly. Um, so that's I think most of your that's top eight right there. Yeah, and Maybe. before we go. We, we previewed it quickly. We said, hey, how many points will they score in Omaha, Ron Colley? And, <laughs> and Pierce did not disappoint. 92 points was the answer. 57-35. Ron Colley kept score and made Pierce like, all right, we got to go put the ball in the end zone again. We can't just kind of cruise the end here. And um, but, but Aurora still continues to be the class of, of, of Class C1, I think. 58-6 over previously unbeaten uh, Platteview, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Not all wins are created equal. Uh, where, where would Aurora be in Class B right now? Towards the top. Yeah. I mean, they're right there. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a real deal football team. Sorry, right C1. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Real deal. Uh, that's a full 35 minutes. Appreciate you staying extra with us. That's Nebraska Preps post game. That's my man, Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. We'll be back next Monday. Don't you dare miss it. A Huda Media Production.